Hi, Edwin. Welcome to our studio. Thank you very much, Kevin, for having me. I really appreciate your time and your viewers' time. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, we invited you to talk about um, entertainment on, on, on events. Um, you're a professional booker uh, for entertainment. So from your perspective, why is entertainment so important at an event? That's a great question, Kevin. You know, uh, when a company spends money on an event, uh, their resources are finite and they want to get the best bang for their dollar or their euro, whatever it may be. Um, a company really has three clients that they're trying to uh, gather and entertain or attain either their, their employees at an event, their customers at an event, or their potential customers at an event. And like we, we broker celebrity appearances. So let's say they book a celebrity, they're going to get the most bang for their money. Uh, if it's an employee event, all the employees will finally leave their desk and go to the event happily to see XYZ movie star or director or book author, whomever it may be. If it's a potential client, they'll say, wow, that uh, XYZ corporation had so-and-so. And look, I took a selfie with them and I posted it on Instagram and I had a thousand likes or whatever it may be. And clients, same thing. They said, oh my God, you know, we love working with you. And I can't believe I had the opportunity to meet a certain celebrity. And I always say the ROI for having a celebrity at a, at a performance, at an event is wonderful because it's just with social media now, everybody wants to post and be liked by their friends or their colleagues or whatever. And if you say, oh, here I am with, uh, you know, who, Tom Cruise, let's say, you know, you're going to, everyone's going to go, oh my God, did you see Edwin was with Tom Cruise the other night and it just explodes. So I think it's the best ROI any company can have is to have entertainment. You're, you're, you're based in, in Las Vegas. I think that's the center of the world uh, regarding entertainment. Uh, you're in the place to be uh, for, for, for entertainment. Um, I can also imagine you're talking about Tom Cruise. That's not uh, the, the first and the best name uh, to, to, to call. Right. But even with that big of names, you still say ROI is still worth it. Absolutely. I think the ROI is still worth it. I mean, the, and you can get a celebrity from, you know, from $2,500 to let's say a Tom Cruise is probably close to seven figures, maybe even more. Uh, and it depends on the, on, you know, on the brand, what they want to accomplish, how much money they have, but there's somebody for everybody's budget. That's for sure. And no matter who they choose, it's going to be better than having John Smith COO, which really only the company knows him. Eh, okay, he's a nice guy. He's smart. He knows his figures. He knows how to run the company. But, eh. but oh, Tom Cruise. Wow, that was really cool. You yeah. know, it's that mystique, that halo effect. If you help a customer find the perfect entertainment for their events, how do you find that match? Because I can imagine, like you say, budget is one of the aspects you look at. But absolutely, on top of that, I, I also think you're you're looking for a match with with the company. Or how do you do you approach that? That's ninety eight percent of the challenge. I think a lot of times, let's say, Kevin, you're the CEO of a multinational corporation, and your favorite actor is uh, Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, that's who I want for my event. I'm going to get Al Pacino. You get your event uh, director in the company. You find Al Pacino. The event coordinator uh, hires us. Find Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. But let's say 
you're you're trying to hit a sales force and your sales force is all 25 the 35 year old males al pacino is not your target market but because of the ego of the ceo that's who they want so sometimes you've got to massage them and say you know i'll try to find this person for you he or she might be out of your budget but i'm going to give you some other suggestions too so i always ask you know when, when i have somebody in the telephone who their target market is who the, who's the person, who are the people that are going to be in the audience and try to gear it for them. Because sometimes what the company wants and what their actual target market is they're trying to accomplish are two different things. So you have to, you have to walk a tightrope on that. But uh, if you're the CEO and you have an open blank checkbook and you want that person because you've always wanted to meet them, it's tough to overcome that sometimes sometimes yeah if we're talking about uh, hiring celebrities is it done most of the time regarding just an act of the presence or is it also about giving a speech maybe do a performance or something like that yeah that's a good question you know it's, uh depends a lot on who's booking them sometimes it is a speech a speaking engagement a lot of times uh let's say they're opening a store or a nightclub or a restaurant. It's just having the celebrity walk mm -hmm. in and take photographs of the step and repeat and being there that way, all the publicity, you know, say uh, when they opened the restaurant, they had so-and-so there, or sometimes it could be in a convention type situation. It could be having somebody just sitting there and having autographs or taking photographs of the people in attendance. So there's a lot of variables involved. Uh, sometimes it's just coming in, and walking around and meeting uh, the employees in the corporation and say, you know, so-and-so dropped by today and, and came to my boot, my, my cubicle and said hello to me before I even had a coffee this morning. <laughs> and that, that starts the day off great. So it depends on the company, what they want to do with it, but there's a lot of variables. Yeah. It could be also in this day and age with COVID, it could just be sitting there and doing, you know, a, a Zoom a conference like this with our employees too. There, there's a lot of ways of doing it. And 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 before you know, Tom Cruise is one of the the the, the people on the screen uh, there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, that's got to be a celebrity impersonator. No, that's the real deal. <laughs> yeah, then you need to convince people that's the real one. <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> very true. Um, Booking a celebrity or a performance or an actor or, or whatever you, you choose as, as, as entertainment. What I've learned in the business is that's also uh, very important to have yeah, uh, a good understanding about the details. What is in the price? Uh, what additional fees may uh, be uh, subject? Uh, what can we do? What can't we do? Can we take pictures like that? What's your experience with that? Everything you mentioned, it's it's uh, it varies from entertainer from from celebrity to celebrity. Uh, one thing a lot of people forget about is okay, we booked them for X Y Z, but then there's what's called the writer, R I D E R, the writer, and the writer is how they travel, what hotel requirements they need, the per diem for food every day, uh, how long the event's going to be, uh, what they want in a dressing room or a green room as they call it before they walk on. And those can vary immensely. It could be from flying business class to flying a private charter jet. Uh, could be from a room for them and a room. They usually never travel alone. They usually have a handler or someone that buffers them from every all the business details. Sometimes it's a makeup artist or a hairstylist. If it's a famous Hollywood actress, she wants to have her hair and professional makeup done. 
Uh, it could be several hundred dollars a day for food. Uh, it could be when they have a room, they want nobody in the room but themselves. They might have to have pink flowers. Uh, is that Pellegrino. the craziest thing? Is, what, what is the craziest thing you ever seen on a rider? The craziest thing I've seen on the rider is a certain, they wanted certain wines backstage, uh, certain alcoholic beverages, which is fine. And it normally is fine everywhere. Unfortunately, this client was a, a Native American tribal uh, casino and the state that they're working in will not allow any alcohol backstage. So luckily for the, the, the so we said there's, that's a no-go because the government won't allow it. And, and it, you know, it was a mute point. But a lot of times, Kevin, these entertainers, they put something in there that's really picky and it's just to see how much the person cares. Like there's a, there's a, there's a story and it's one rock band. I can't remember the rock band. They wanted only green M&Ms backstage. And it wasn't really about the green M&Ms. It was a, they walked in and they saw the bowl of green M&Ms. They knew these people really cared about the details and they're going to take really good care of us. And that's all it was. It was a little, little flag <laughs> for them. The green M&Ms are there. They love us. They're not there. Eh, we can just walk through this. They don't care about us so much. So there's a lot of things like that. But a lot of people, when they're booking, they forget about, you know, they have, there's the added cost, you know, the two flights, for the entertainer, the celebrity, and somebody else, uh, the backstage, what they require, uh, you know, the hotel room it could be a suite, could be a regular room. There's a lot of details like that. And then a lot of people say, oh, we want them there for six hours. No celebrity is going to sit there for six hours. Uh, you, you probably negotiate between an hour 15, maybe two, two and a half hours maximum. But after that, they're out of there. They don't want to be there that long. And a lot of people say, oh, we'll get them two nights hotel. They can come the night before. They can do the, the, the job, the gig, as we call it, and they leave the next day. No, as soon as it's finished, if there's a flight available, they're out of there. You know, their time is very, very, very valuable. And uh, they might have this one job on a Tuesday, and that Wednesday, they might be somewhere else doing another job somewhere else. So they're in at the last minute. They do the performance, and they're out of there as soon as they can. It's a great question, though, because people forget about all those added costs. Yeah, in, we in, call them plus plus pluses. <laughs> yeah, if, if if you're mentioning private uh, jets, then uh, they are definitely plus plus pluses. Yes, yeah, but big time. It's, it's... You're 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 talking about um, the celebrities liking uh, the host or the organizers to pay uh, attention to the details. How is it the other way around? Because as an event organizer. You also like that a celebrity comes prepared, prepared, knows what your business is all about, knows what the event is all about, not somebody just walking in and say, okay, hi, everybody, I'm Tom Cruise and I'm out of here. How is that working with those celebrities? Because you just mentioned they're going from one gig to the other. Yeah. Do they actually invest time in preparing this or is there a big difference between celebrities? I would say 95% of the celebrities really care about what they're doing. And you got to think, you know, they're, they're only as good as the performance they do. It's their brand. It's like if you were a Coca-Cola and the bottles weren't looking good, it's like, eh, well, it's Coke, but it, it doesn't look good. So, you know, they're, they're, they're on their game. As soon as they walk out of their room, they're, they're on stage. Anybody that contacts with them. So I would say 95% of them, care about everything and sure you get the ones you know they woke up on the wrong side of the bed or they have 
they have marital problems, whatever, and they're just going through the motions. And that does happen sometimes, unfortunately. But with everybody, but I, I think. That yeah, happens with it, everybody, so. Yeah. I could have woke up this morning grumpy and I wouldn't be happy. It was, oh, I got to talk to Kevin. Like, <laughs> oh, hi, Kevin. Yeah. And I give you answer. I give you like, you ask me a question. I go, yes, no. And it's the worst interview in the world for you. You just want to yeah. get rid of me. You know, it's the same thing, unfortunately. But I would say 95% of them really care, really want to do good. And um, I had a very, very um, a Hollywood A-type celebrity uh, the year before COVID hit, it was probably our, our biggest job we did before COVID. And she had a request of flying private. And I said, whoa, maybe that could be a deal breaker. And so the client said, no, it's okay. We'll do it. And then she came back and said, well, I don't want to fly their plane. I want to fly my plane. And this is the, the cost and the cost well, for me. When I saw the cost just of the fuel, it was like, oh my God. And they said, no problem. And then and, and I had to deal with her agency and her agency was very detail oriented. And you could even say maybe too nitpicky. It was, I said, this is going to go either really good or really bad. So as soon as the job was over, the next day I was on the line, I called my client and they said, she was the nicest person you could ever imagine. I go, really? <laughs> I mean, this is a big, big budget event. And I couldn't believe it because the, it was so hard to put the deal together. And there were so many variables and the travel and this and that. And it's like, and I said, I was just praying. I said, I told my wife, I said, please, I hope this goes well. And it went incredibly well. And but I maybe was because it was prepared so well. This is probably true. And then again, you know, at that level for a Hollywood celebrity, their managers and their agents, you know, they have to, they're the bad guys because they want, you know, they don't want the celebrity to be the bad guy. So they, you know, they push all the boundaries as much as they can and they try to respect that, you know, so, but I do respect that. But anyway, it went very well. And as, as you said, you know, you never know. And uh, they did a great job and that's all that matters at the end of the day for the client and for the guests. Maybe as a last question, if you could give organizers one golden tip, um, what should they pay attention to if they organize an event and, and are looking for entertainment? What's the most important thing? I think we touched upon it earlier in this interview. I think is know, know who their audience is. Okay, you, have to, you don't have to know how much money you want to spend. You have to add something to that for travel, blah, blah, blah. But if your audience is all females, you want to hit an entertainer or celebrity that hits that target market. If you have a all gentleman sales force in front of you, and I, that doesn't happen anymore, but you really got to know your target market. If you're, your employees that you're trying to entertain are 35 to 45, you don't want uh, a John Wayne, let's say, who pushes 70, 80 year olds, or, you know, it's, it's a different person. It's a, you've got to know your market, hit your market, and you'll be a success. The entertainer will be a success and the event will be a success. But it's all about knowing who's in front of you on the stage, who the audience is. Okay, great. Uh, Edwin, thank you so much for your time and um, for sharing all the, these insights on booking entertainment. Thank you, Kevin. I have a pleasure being with you here. And I've seen some of your uh, video podcasts online and I enjoy them. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity again. Have a great day. Thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. And you at home, thank you for watching our show. I hope to see you next week.